What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has applied for a $1.6 million grant to continue work on the Red Arrow Highway Linear Trail. At a meeting today, the board approved an application for a state transportation alternative program or TAP grant to complete the next phase of the project. This would install a new trail from Berrien Street to Lakeshore Road in Chickaming Township along the side of Red Arrow Highway. And Chickaming Township Supervisor David Bunty tells us about three miles of the trail are now finished in the township, and it's been a hit. Overwhelming support of the community and use. The last section that they just completed, actually, people couldn't wait to get on it. It connects our Harvard Park, connects Harvard to Sawyer. It just has given people the opportunity to safely walk, ride their bike, recreate. Bunty says that if the TAP grant is approved, that'll be another 2.7 miles of trail for township residents and visitors to enjoy. The project's been a partnership between the Berrien County Road Department, the Southwest Michigan Planning Commission, and townships for several years. This linear park has been in the planning stages, even before I became in an office in 2016, of trying to get people safe ways to recreate and get them off the roadways and our dangerous roadways and to be able to get outside, walk, ride, enjoy our outdoors and our, our nature. The goal is for the Red Arrow Highway Linear Trail to eventually extend all the way from New Buffalo to Bridgman. Bunty says the township assumes the responsibility of maintaining the trail, which is not a problem. He's hoping the next phase of the work can be done next year alongside a project the road department already has planned. If not, it would be done the next year. Hot on the heels of a speed study ordered for Miami Road in St. Joseph Township, the Berrien County Road Department is planning four additional speed studies that could change speed limits around the county. Speaking to colleagues today, Commissioner Jim Curran said the administration committee will have four resolutions coming next week to double-check the posted speeds limits on several roads three oaks road from indian trail road to elm valley road 29 is union pier road from south lock road to lakeside road 30 is community hall road from red arrow highway to union pier road and 31 is prairie road from youngren road to its north end the board just authorized a speed study for Miami Road from Napier Avenue to Woodward and May Street from the Benton Harbor City limit after the road department realized the vast majority of drivers go well over the speed limit. Under state rules, if 85% of drivers don't obey the speed limit, then the speed limit should be changed to reflect what everyone actually is driving. Curran said the speed studies coming next week could result in corrected speeds on the roads named. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has signed off on the millages that municipal governments throughout the county want to assess in the coming year. Speaking to commissioners this morning, uh, Berrien County Equalization Director Warren Parrish said the board each year has to approve the apportionment report, which outlines millages in cities, townships, and villages. He noted the taxable value of the county continues to rise. We've seen record increases, the taxable value now reaching almost $9.6 billion, which is pretty insane. I'm anticipating hitting the $10 billion mark in 2024. Parrish told commissioners last April he's been noticing big increases in taxable value in the county since the pandemic. Commissioners approved the report today, although Parrish said an amendment's likely to come after next month's election when we saw Township and Benton Harbor will both be asking voters to approve millages not yet reflected in the report. 
A ribbon cutting is planned for next week to celebrate the completion of a major road project in Van Buren County. Van Buren County Road Department Managing Director Brett Witkowski tells us Elmina Township stepped up to fix a roughly three-mile stretch of 30th Street. It's a major project that connects County Road 653 and M43 in Elmina Township, and it was fully paid by the township. It was more than just pavement. It was a total reconstruction. Wachowski says the $1.8 million project included tree removals, the installation of two large pipe arcs, and two courses of new asphalt. A big part of it was drainage, making sure the road won't get flooded. He says the township officials are proud of what they managed to accomplish and how it will serve the community. There's a major blueberry business down there that gets tremendous amount of traffic in the summer, so it, it's really nice. I drove it a few times, and it's totally complete as of now. Wachowski says the ribbon-cutting Monday will be at 6 p.m. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department will close off a section of 30th Street near County Road 653 so everyone can gather. He says the project shows what can be accomplished when the county and townships work together. Hartford Public Schools is asking voters to support a bond proposal set to be on the November ballot. The district is seeking $22.6 million to improve the health and safety of its buildings, primarily Hartford High School and Hartford Middle School. A facilities assessment done by the district has identified the needs, which include new water pipes, a new water heater, new exhaust fans, and restroom improvements. They're also making security improvements that include work on the parking lot, lighting, and entryways. The board bond will also pay for a new backup boiler, gas service improvements, and electrical work. The district's planning a bond improvement night for next Tuesday, October 24th, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the high school auditorium. The election will be November 7th. Southwest Michigan small businesses will take part in a Shark Tank-like pitch night in Benton Harbor next week. Emerge Innovation Hub Director Amby Bell tells us more than $47,000 in microgrants will be awarded to businesses that impress the judges next week. For their third year, Emerge has partnered with the Women's Business Center at Cornerstone Alliance and Whirlpool to make this program possible. We will have 12 contestants vying in two different contests, an emerging business, which are for businesses who are new, just starting off, but need a little bit of help. And we also have accelerated businesses, businesses that are stabilized, have been in the community for some time now. Bell says Emerge seeks to help black, indigenous, and people of color businesses in Berrien County grow via its pitch night competition. The top prize in the Accelerating Business Awards will be $20,000, and the top prize in the Emerging Business Awards will be $7,500. There are also second and third place prizes in each category. This is the third year they've held the pitch night, and Bell says it's great to support new entrepreneurs. Pitch night will be next Thursday, October 26th at 6.30 p.m. at the Ghost Light Theater in Benton Harbor. The public is welcome to attend. And businesses across Michigan are concerned we could be headed into a slow holiday shopping season. Andrea Bightley is with the Michigan Retailers Association. She says the vast majority of stores are expecting no change in sales this holiday season. We are seeing about 80% of retailers anticipating no change, which means they're anticipating sales to basically flatline um, between now and our holiday season. Bightley says that only 12% of stores think their sales will rise through the holidays. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. 
President Biden will address the nation on foreign policy tonight as the Israel and Hamas war continues. Michelle Franzen has the latest. On the brink, Israeli leaders say they've given the green light to Israeli forces to move forward on its ground offensive in Gaza. No time, though, is known. More than 5,000 have died in the Israel-Hamas war so far. A U.S. brokered deal between Israel and Egypt focusing now on getting humanitarian aid into Gaza. ABC's Matt Rivers is in Cairo. There is a logjam of aid here in Egypt. We are talking about three 3,000 tons and counting of aid supplies, everything from medical equipment uh, to, to, to uh, food, water, non-perishable goods, blankets, clothes. That is all stuff that the people of Gaza clearly need at this point, and yet it's been stuck for days on the Egyptian side here waiting to go in. The State Department says 32 Americans are among the 1,400 murdered in the Hamas attacks, 11 still unaccounted for. And officials are warning Americans abroad to be on heightened alert due to an increase in the threat of terror attacks. With continuing coverage of the Israel-Hamas war, I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Israel's defense minister told ground troops today to be ready to enter the Gaza Strip, although he didn't say when the invasion will start. Israeli airstrikes pounded the territory, including parts of the south that it had declared safe zones. The attack heightened fears among Palestinians that nowhere is safe. Gaza's overwhelmed hospitals tried to stretch out dwindling medical supplies and fuel for generators as authorities worked out logistics for a delivery of aid from Egypt. And doctors in darkened wards across Gaza stitched wounds by the light of mobile phones, and others used vinegar to treat infected wounds. Meanwhile, the leader of the nation's most populated state is now headed to Israel. ABC's Alex Stone has more. California Governor Gavin Newsom had a planned trip to China after a stop in New York, but his office confirms plans have been adjusted, and Newsom will make a brief stop in Israel on Friday to meet with those impacted by the violence. He'll be on the ground for a matter of hours. California has about 900,000 Jewish adults, second only to New York. California is also sending medical supplies to Israel to help in the war effort. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. President Biden will deliver only the second Oval Office address of his term tonight to make the case for the U.S. backing Ukraine and Israel in times of war. The speech will be an opportunity for Biden to argue the U.S. has an obligation to help in both places as well as for him to lobby lawmakers for the money to do so. The administration plans to request billions of dollars for additional military assistance for Israel and Ukraine. Biden also wants more money for Taiwan's defense and managing migrants at the southern border with Mexico. The funding request, which is to be formally submitted Friday, is expected to be about $100 billion. Meanwhile, that could be a problem because disarray continues in the Republican-controlled U.S. House, where it's still not certain what they'll do about the next House Speaker. Jim Jordan has failed to win in two votes, but now he wants a third. Here's ABC's Alex Stone. Representative Jim Jordan says they will hold a third vote on his plan to become House Speaker. In the meantime, other party members, including Jen Kiggins, furious with Jordan supporters strong-arming them. That was a large part of what we did today, was to express our concern with the threats that so many of us have received from within our own party. That's That's the part that's most disheartening. Congressman Jordan denies being part of any threats. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Inaction remains the rule in the House of Representatives as Republicans have set aside a proposal to give temporary power to a caretaker speaker. Here's ABC's Stephen Portnoy. After huddling for hours, debating whether to temporarily grant more authority to the speaker pro tem so the House can emerge from this paralysis and pass legislation, the plan crumbled. Jim Jordan told reporters. We made the pitch to um, members on the resolution as a way to lower the temperature and get back to work. Uh, We decided that wasn't where we're going to go. Despite his two failed votes on the floor, Jordan says he's still running for speaker, and he now aims to bring around more than 20 holdouts who voted against him. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. 
A former federal prosecutor says Sidney Powell's guilty plea in the case of her efforts to overturn Donald Trump's 2020 election loss in Georgia is a significant win for the district attorney prosecuting the former president and others. Former U.S. Attorney John Fishwick says Powell was at ground zero of the allegations. Powell's pleaded guilty today to six misdemeanors accusing her of conspiring to intentionally interfere with the performance of election duties. Powell will serve six years of probation. Powell has agreed to testify truthfully against her co-defendants at future trials. Powell was charged alongside the Republican ex-president and 17 others with violating the state's anti-racketeering law. Most of the others have pleaded not guilty. And what is the best pop song of all time? ABC's Jason Nathanson takes a look. The list from Billboard in honor of the 65th anniversary of the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Their staff picking the 500 best pop songs of all time. And at number one... Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody, which they say features pop music's favorite topics, love, sex, dancing, and music, and also features the greatest possible singer to deliver it. Qualifications to make the list include hitting the Hot 100 at some point and fitting their definition of pop. In second, ABBA's Dancing Queen, The Temptations' My Girl in third. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood.